Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here on a kind of a wet Monday, but I don't care. It's wet, and I got a game tonight, so what the hell. Okay, first off, we have a voicemail from Colin at Spike Pit. Go ahead, Colin. Incoming Spike Pit message, Glenn. Yes, it's a two-for-one. Um, names, I think they're brilliant. Dickens is a master with names. You've only got to have a look through a few of them books, and you would have more names than you can shake a stick at. I think they're very important. Unlike you, I'm not so much a fan of the goofy names. I think there's a time and a place for them. But they can, um, they can break the immersion a little bit for me at times. But, um, yeah, the odd pun's okay, but I'm not a massive fan. And a good resource for names is Sly Flourish has got a, a random generator that I use on his website. And I have taken about, I think, six pages of names. Uh, and then I stick them in the back of my um, DMs journal so that's the the journaling that i'm up to catch you later mate thank you colin appreciate that i want to elaborate later on names but i'm glad you could use those names i gave you and i'm glad you're a dickens aficionado also well not all my names are you know laugh out loud funny or puns or things like that but if the name has a good feel that's the best thing. Like the last one I told you about in the last episode, Horace Garbin of Suter Swamp. That just feels right. It feels like he belongs there. He belongs in that area. And like I said, there's tons of internet and other resources out there, books, things. SciFlourish is a good resource. I didn't know about the name generator. I'm going to have to go look at that. But thank you for the voicemail. And today, I want to talk about hooks. Hooks to reel your players into. Now, I've been reading a lot, and I've read enough source books, campaign books, things like that, to recognize a good one from a bad one. And most of them are good. And I've talked about this on my video about descriptions, as in campaign descriptions of the towns and stuff don't get go don't leave them with nothing but at the same time don't put in so much detail that they can't do anything with it or they're afraid to do anything with it so i'm going to talk about plot hooks as it pertains to this because i've gotten pretty good to see i got a got a pretty good eye to see plot hooks now when I look through a book, say like The Midderlands or Hot Springs Island or something like that, I will keep an eye out for those things because they don't really hit you in the face all the time, but if you read through them, you'll find them. Now, I'm just going to use an example from The Midderlands here. Now, Glenn and the crew do descriptions of towns, and they do no more. Each town or city gets no more than three to five paragraphs. That's all you need. Really. And my my rule of thumb is, remember the start of any Star Wars film? I'm talking about the main Star Wars films. They begin with that crawl. They begin with that narrative crawl. And it follows a set way of rule, set way of doing it. 
It's always chapter whatever, and it goes into no more than four paragraphs. And thinking in paragraphs is good. I say no more than five paragraphs, like you said, three to five paragraphs in here. Let me give you an example. It's from the First Midderlands book. This is the town of Weeshaw. The wee folk of Weeshaw are fishermen. Besides the nets, oars, and reed baskets to be found outside their homes and smokehouses, every building in the hamlet is decorated with fish skins and fish skulls. The villagers smoke all the fish they catch, and what little they do not eat themselves they sell as far west as Tealford. Weeshaw kippers are said to be the best in the Midlands. Of late, some river folks have become lunch for the large pikes, which have taken to lurking in the stretch of water down the river from Brignorth, where the wee folk fish. Having sought help from the Lord to no avail, the wee folk have taken to using a system of whistles and calls to signal each other up and down the river when the pike are on the prowl. Anyone staying at the local alehouse, the Cock Inn, will find their hair and clothes smelling of smoked fish for days afterwards. The smoke kippers are, of course, excellent, but the inn is cold, damp, smells of smoked fish, and much in need of repairs. That's the description. You notice he didn't go on about who's running it, who the, who the prominent town people are, and things like that. Some of them he does, but it's always as pertains to what he can give you to run. Let's break this down. Okay, first paragraph, it's all about the folk in the town, what they do, and what the town is like, and what they are like. Second paragraph talks about problems they're having with giant pike in the rivers that tend to want to eat people. There's a plot hook right there. The third one is talking about staying at the local alehouse. And that's it. So what you can get out of this is a feel for the town, the place to stay in town, and a local problem they're having with the giant pikes. That's a plot hook right there. Actually, all three of them are plot hooks because you can use the other two as like window dressing for something else you want to have to go have to go on with the fishermen. So that's what you're looking for when you're reading these kind of books. Now, your own campaign, you say. Well, I tend to think in the same way. It should be no more than three to five paragraphs, each paragraph describing some aspect of the town, place of interest, whatever, with, with an eye on adventure. If you can set some kind, if you can place some kind of mystery there or some other thing or who's backstabbing who or things like that, more power to you. That's, that's great. That's what you want to do. And that's all you need. There's maps in here too. It shows you what the town looks like. And from what I've seen, the maps, even the most descriptive of towns, gives you more than what they tell you about, because it's there for you to make it your own. So when you write, if you're just starting out, say you don't have a world. Okay, uh, this is not a, the world building, but you know a lot of people like to do, okay, here's a town, here's another town, here's a dungeon, here's the ruins, let's go. And here's the forest. And that's kind of what I did. I did a whole section. I did a whole campaign world. And as I adapted it, I named places without even thinking about what was going to go there. I knew where they were, so I can give some kind of idea. But I would look at a place. I've still got a lot of places on my map that are undescribed. And I do it as I go along, as I, as I run, the, run the campaign. Uh, I talked about Mariah and the ruins of Fort Mariah. That's new. Satan's Fist with the town there. That was the whole... That was the whole raison for the cattle drive. 
to get the cattle to that town, uh, Eisenhaus. And like I said, it, and as the as they, as they went across the cattle drive, they had to stop at different places, so it gave me a chance to expand on them. And I didn't expand very much. I just used description. If I need a place, I will draw it up. No problem. I can place dungeons anywhere I want, but I try to make it logical. It's something that just develops. See, to me, worlds develop organically. They do. The The map I'm using, I told you I found it in an old 2E player's handbook. And I've adapted it since. I've added, subtracted things. I added a big forest because it didn't have a forest. And I wanted a big forest. So I did it that way. I kept like two-thirds of the names and and added a few other. I, I took out a few cities and added a few more and named them myself. The whole Satan's Fist Eisenhaus Castle Stonewolf thing I created. I it's like I said, it's organic, and I love it. It's been a long time since I've worked on it, but I just love doing that. That's why I started the journal. I started doing like a travelogue. My 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 drawing book. I started doing a travelogue thing because I'm adding. As I'm drawing stuff, it's like, oh, this is great there. Okay, we'll put that there. As far as plot hooks go, try and put some everywhere you go. In a town, at least a couple. That way, you you can either, if somebody else wants to use your notes or run your world, they've got that there. And it's also for you. It's for you to prick your brain. The travelogue in the book, I've got a couple of things that I just like, it's a mystery. Let's figure it out later. And you can do that in when you're doing your world. So that's probably the best bet right there. I like plot hooks, and who doesn't? You can get a great adventure out of them. Anyway, I've talked enough about this. So you guys go ahead, and I hope the rest of the day is great for you. Till we meet again, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.